Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you into the 9 o'clock hour. There will be rodeo tickets Handed out this hour. Laney Wilson tickets a little later on this hour. Nick Casario met with the media yesterday. Um, got a few things here in this segment that we'll get to with Nick. To me, this was the big one because I think, and there was more to this answer that we didn't get to. The original question was about using the franchise tag. I don't think he gave a real window into whether or not they're going to use it. He basically pulled out a piece of paper and read the rules of the franchise tag is what it felt like. See, I, I don't know. I think when he talked about the franchise tag, well, we, we can um, – he talks about how it kind of sets up – it sets the low point. Yeah. Like it sets the bi- – so almost you, you take that franchise tag number and if it's $12 million, then the player kind of expects that he's going to get at least $12 million a year. So it's more of a – I think he was maybe explaining that it's not as simple as just saying, well, look, we can lock him down with a franchise tag and then figure something out later. Sometimes in, in giving the franchise tag, you're already conceding a certain contract. Yeah. So No, that's a good I, point. It made me feel like he's not going to yeah, – he's hesitant to use the franchise I tag I think on so, Dalton too. Schultz. You know, yeah, you're, I, I think you're right. Yeah, you, he, he gave a little more on the franchise tag. You're right about that. Yeah. Definitely not using it on Grenard, I feel, and I think Dalton Schultz, I feel less likely on that, too. Fair point. The back end of the answer, though, to me, is what I found very, very interesting. Here was Nick Casario talking about use of salary cap space with a Nico Collins drive-by in here. We have some flexibility relative to financial commitments that we might be able to make, but you don't necessarily have to use all your money up in one year. So we've tried to, and I've talked about this previously, really look at your team in sort of two-year increments. So whatever you don't do this year, that money's going to be used in future years. Um, I'm sure I'll get a question here very soon about Nico Collins. That's coming. So that could be a player that maybe he's a part of the future. So you're dealing with the present. You're focused on the short term. But part of our responsibility is to kind of think ahead a little bit. So And just try to make good, sound decisions for the team and the organization. I think I think you can add those two things. At the very least, the very least, I think you can add those two things together. The acknowledgement that cap space may not all get used this year. It may. It may not. And then the proactive mention of Nico Collins, Mike Evans ain't coming to Houston. That that's my like if if you want to yeah. get specific with a free yeah. agent that is a hot topic both on this station and on social media and around town. The Mike Evans dream is over. He mentions he, Nico Collins in an extension and he talks about judicious use of cap space. Well, and he had earlier talked about having to build a complete roster that that's his and D'Amico's goal is to yep. build a complete roster. And in, in, I'll tell you time and time again right now, the Texans don't have 10 starters in 10 different positions. Like, and it's not like the guys that are behind them are guys or. It, it, 
And I think when um, when I say that, I think sometimes people think that's my opinion. Like, no, that's how many free agents they have. They've yeah. got ten starters who Those have are departed, yeah. who are not currently on the team right now. So, in building that complete team, it's you've got a lot of spots to fill that are you got to take care of that before you get to Mike Evans. I think the other thing, though, too, Sean, and this is the hard part. I mean, and kind of talking about it on sports radio is that. Nick has a much more fluid sense of what can and might not happen in free agency, the draft, everything. And I think when he talks about two-year windows, it doesn't mean that they've got a specific plan for exactly what they're going to do. It's that they've got to kind of a, they've got to account for salaries and be sure they have enough space over the course of two years and be able to have some outs. But just like with free agency, you don't really know what the market's going to be. Yeah. Like for the Texans right now to say this is specifically who we're going to target in free agency and this is who we hope to get and think that it's going to go a certain kind of way. You just you have no idea what the actual market value is going to be for some of these guys, who's going to get franchise tagged and everything. And I think that's another part of it. Like I, I think they've got, they've got so many spots with those 10 starting positions where free agents are either leaving the team or they need to be re-signed. That to, to think like, oh yeah, we're going after Mike Evans come hell or high water right now. It just wouldn't be responsible, or it wouldn't be realistic either, because you just don't know what the market's going to be. Yep. Um, I want to add to what Nick just said, you know, specifically the Nico part. And I, it's, to me, it's clear they're working on something with Nico, or they plan to work on something with Nico here down the road. I don't think Nick brings that up. I was mildly disappointed that there was no follow-up to that at the press conference, because he all, was almost inviting a question about Nico Collins and where that's going. Um, here was D'Amico Ryan's on Tuesday, though, about the Texans in free agency. When you talk about free agents, when you have that firsthand look of the guys who you've spent day after day with, you know them. You know their strengths. You know their weaknesses. Right? You know everything about the player. You know how they are when things get hot and heavy. Like, how do they handle it? So I think there is an advantage to, man, I know exactly who this guy is. I know exactly how he will respond as opposed to reaching for someone you may on another team that you may not have much info about. Uh, so it, it, there's a lot that goes into it. If we're just putting this together like a puzzle, Seth, those two cuts, the one from Casario and the one from D'Amico, then it's it's kind of like the opposite of what the super-duper aggressive crowd want to do. Like if we take Nick's cut about, um, hey, man, like the salary cap space, you know, you don't use it all this year. You can roll it over to next year. That. That's indicative, at least on the surface, of a, maybe a more conservative approach. And then you got D'Amico talking about knowing guys that are in your building versus bringing in guys from the outside. Like you put that together as a puzzle, and now all of a sudden, I feel if we're taking it at face value, they could be posturing on all of this. I get that. Yeah. That there may be more guys than people think that are coming back to the Texans. I'm not saying they're running it back with everybody, yeah. but I thought there was a good chance they were going to lose like almost everybody but Dalton Schultz. And now I don't even know if Schultz is one of the guys coming back after the last couple of days. Who knows? Well, I don't. I, I think um, you don't want to discount the fact that some of those guys are genuinely good football players. For sure. Too. Yep. And and I think that last year a lot of people thought, well, Nick's just doing the same old thing that he's always done. These one and two year contracts and free agents see on like non starters or journeymen. It was a different class of one and two year contracts last year. And it was guys that are bona fide starters. Like Dalton Schultz will be a starter somewhere in the league this year. Um, you know, Sheldon Rankins will be a starter in the league somewhere this year. And I think that the 
you know those guys, if you know that you like them in your system, then yeah, I think the the Texans are more likely to bring them back. And those guys, those guys might test the market, or at least you get that soft period where you can negotiate with your own team, but maybe get a feel for what else is going on. I mean, I mean, Nick yesterday said, "Hey, we'll talk to other." I mean, this isn't like the soft tampering period uh, is like right now. What's legal and what's not legal isn't nobody really cares. I mean, Nick <laughs> just flat out said, "We'll talk to some agents to see if uh, you know they'll find out if we have an interest in their players or <laughs> whatever." Like, I think in the past, maybe people would have been more careful about saying something like the, that. The, the NFL Network. I don't know if you saw the NFL Network hit yeah. that he did yesterday, but they joked that like at the beginning. Uh, I think it was Pelissero said something about the legal tampering, and Nick like sits up with this big smile. He's like, "That goes on here," you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he was even kind of like tacitly acknowledging it. Um, a couple more from Casario. I'll credit the media at the combine with this: they did try to get one last try to get to squeeze some juice from the uh, Deshaun Watson fruit. How how have you? How do you feel about the improvements that you've made since the Deshaun Watson trade? Yeah, I haven't been able to keep track of all the moves, but any time that you give up an asset, you're getting assets in return. And what you do with those assets is all about the decisions that you make. And we're fortunate that we've added players that have been able to help our team. Um, each year is going to be different, um, but that's in the past. And, you know, where we are today, we have a number of players that we've been able to acquire that have helped our team. Um, hopefully that continues moving forward. But... Uh, Cleveland, I have respect for Cleveland, their organization. They have a good football team. They've won a lot of football games. Deshaun's going to be a good player in this league for a long time. So we're focused on the Houston Texans and what can we do to continue to build our team so that we can put the best product out there on a weekly basis. Good try. It was a good try to get him to say something. Nick's not going to bite on saying something negative about Deshaun Watson or how awesome it's been since Deshaun Watson left and we got all this stuff for him and how we fleeced Cleveland in the Deshaun Watson trade. I just want Nick at one point, maybe like after a really bad Deshaun Watson performance, to just get on his X.com account and do a little side eye emoji. <laughs> Even though it's a burner account and nobody knows who it is or anything, it's just out there. Nobody will ever see it. Nobody needs to, but just a little side eye emoji. So he can, so, so he can just get it out of his system. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, honestly, honestly, that's the one thing, man, of like various things that this team has done, both good and many bad in the last few years holding out as long as they did on trading Deshaun Watson is that's something where like I just I, I wouldn't have had it in me I just I wouldn't have I would have yeah. buckled and folded at some point when Miami wanted to trade for him or whatever um during the regular season that year it the one thing I the one part I'll give myself a break on Sean mm-hmm. is that uh, maybe maybe if I were in the Texans position I would have had a better feel for maybe how how they thought the legal proceedings were going to go yeah but still it was uh, that that was a long time to sit with a whole lot of scrutiny and end up Dude. getting a haul because and have it. him in the building for a year <laughs> like he was he well he's your scout team safety hanging and, around uh, you can't just yeah, be no, out there without right a scout he was team productive safety. you know he, yeah. he he filled a role call from mom answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Um, okay, now this answer here, Nick did the whole warning label thing on the offseason. He's done that on our show before. Like, don't believe everything you read, um, especially this time of year. Talks about narratives. But this one was in response to a question about Bryce Young and how what happened to Bryce Young on the field this year has impacted his evaluation process. I would just caution people this time of year to pay too much attention to narratives that are out there about players or what teams are doing. So I would just say going back to last year, there was quite a bit of misinformation out there about what happened or what the Texans were going to do. So really the only people that knew what the Texans were going to do were Coach Ryans and myself. So. I'm saying is we made the decisions that we feel are best for the Texans, and I'd say I'd be careful just to read into too many narratives about what a team is or is not going to do. This is, and I've said this, this is still a season, unfortunately. It makes for a lot of fun, makes for a lot of uh, dialogue. Sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. So we just try to focus on ourselves and try to make the right decisions for our team. I hear that, and my thought is at the end there he says, don't listen too much about what teams are or aren't going to do. And I add in, or were going to do if they had the first overall pick. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, guess I think the, he's um, directly I, answering we, that Bryce yeah, Young we, was going to be our guy thing. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't know. We'll likely never know that. Um, but I think the, the one obvious one that was wrong was the people that were saying the Texans weren't going to take a quarterback at That's all. That's fair, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that was I, – that to the point where people continue to – like, they continue to cling on to it for a while afterwards. Like, they started trying to come up with these vast theories as to how the Texans ended up deciding to take a quarterback um, because, they like, they refused to believe that the Texans were always planning on taking a quarterback despite the fact that D'Amico Ryans had come out and said, we're going to take one of these two quarterbacks. Yep. Like, think about, the, uh, think about the lunacy. He talks about silly season. D'Amico Ryans publicly says – Hey, there's two quarterbacks at the top. We're going to take one of them. A few weeks later, the Texans take one of those two quarterbacks. And there's people that are convinced that, no, it must have been because of a directive from the owner. Or, no, there was last-minute meddling or what have you. Like, well, I don't – like, you're going – you're doing – you're doing mental backflips to try to figure out a way to to be correct on your wrong take that the Texans weren't going to take a quarterback. And of all the owners, right? Like, to to accuse of that, like – Cal, Cal is as hands-off as it gets. Yeah, know? Cal's issue at times has been that he's so hands-off. Yeah. Like, the, the complaints about Cal should have been, like, during the Jack Easterby era and whatnot, that Cal was a little too hands-off yeah. or didn't, you know, intervene at various points. So, uh, yeah, that's not an issue with, with this ownership it's group. funny. Um, text message. Nico Collins is a dime-a-dozen wide receiver. Let's move along and let some other team pay him big. 
I, I don't know if you think Nico. I'm not, I'm not saying Nico Collins is Jerry Rice or anything like that. But if you feel like there's, if you like, if you dime a dozen means you feel like every team's got at least two or three Nico Collins on their roster. That's that's silly. I, it's tough because I think part of it with Nico Collins is that yeah, people people lived through the first couple of years of Nico Collins where there was promise, but then there was injuries. Um, but you're also playing with non-NFL quarterbacks, to be realistic. And Pep Hamilton is your OC. Are, yeah, not starting not starting NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. And I think that that's where, that's where if Nico had just had his rookie year and this is what he had done, I think that guy himself would be all over the moon for Nico Collins, which that's, I mean, that's not a fair argument for Nico Collins. It's just there's, the truth lies somewhere in between, I think. It was, uh, it was fun yesterday. I had the NFL Network on in the background yesterday at, at, uh, in my apartment, and um, I had the Combine on, but then the Combine uh, ended at like 2 or 3 in the afternoon, like the coverage from there, and they played the Texans-Tampa Bay Buccaneers game from this past season. The, uh, the, the, the tank Dell touchdown. Setting, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was kind of fun watching it. One, just to, and going back and watching Tank Dell, and that, that Tank Dell was amazing in that game. Like he was, he didn't just score the winning touchdown. Like he was incredible in that game. Uh, but it was fun, Seth, scouting Levante David and Shaq Barrett. This Mike Evans wide receiver who everybody's talking about. I got to scout him a little bit. It was actually. Levante David was really, really good in that game. <laughs> I got excited because you yeah, mentioned yeah. him as a possibility he ca- he for the Texans. The fumble and yeah, um, yeah the uh, he Levante David is still good in coverage. He can still run sideline to sideline. He's a free agent. And, That's why I'm bringing him. Yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's he's very, very smart. The projected contract for him is one year, five million dollars. And sounds good to me. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think he'll get more than that if he if he actually leaves Tampa. Yeah, I it's. I'm not trying to get my hopes up about him just because. Well, for two reasons. One was that I, I think Tampa is going to figure something out with him. He's been there 13 years, or this will be his 13th year. Won a Super Bowl with him. I'm sure he's got, uh, you know, probably a desire to stay and and stay with one team. But two, I have personal experience with signing an awesome middle linebacker off of uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then it not working out as well. It was with Hardy Nickerson. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And that wasn't Hardy Nickerson's fault, but it was just it was part of, like, as we were trying to, when I was in Jacksonville, we were trying to make that one last push after we'd been to a couple AFC championship games, and we signed a bunch of veterans, and it was just, it was too many aging veterans. Yeah. It was like Carnell Lake, it was Hardy Nickerson, it was Bryce Pop at that point, I think was, uh, you know, past his prime. And it was just, it was too many of those types of guys on one team. I think with, with, I, I think with Levante David, it would be the right balance. I mean, you know, he's, he's, you get one good year out of him where maybe Christian Harris develops into a guy yeah. that can be the signal caller the next year, then I'd feel cool with that. I feel like with any signing at the linebacker position, D'Amico is going to have heavy, heavy input into it, and I trust D'Amico Ryans. That's where I come out on it, you know, just as the, far as fit goes and whatnot. The thing that would be interesting about that is the just what kind of a recruiting pitch that would be for Levante David. Yeah. You know, if Levante David is thinking like, all right, I've made my money and I just want to find the right fit. If I'm ring chasing and I maybe not, I don't know. But D'Amico, if he gets in a room with him or gets on the phone with him, like might be able to say all the right things. As far as, as far as Nico Collins, by the way, I just wanted to bring up this one stat is a display of kind of how things were this past year versus the previous years. Mm-hmm. The, the weird thing about Nico Collins a couple years ago 
was his catch percentage. His catch rate was 56.1% um, two years ago, which is, not, which is not a great catch percentage. And usually that would mean like, oh, wow, the guy, guy had a bunch of drops. No, that wasn't the issue. The issue was that he was targeted with uncatchable footballs a lot, like <laughs> a lot, time. lot. So you fast forward to one year when all of a sudden he's got a ball placement specialist as his quarterback and, and his catch rate goes up to 74%. Yeah, dude. And, and it just, it was a huge difference in just what kind of a production, what kind of output are you, do you expect from a guy that's not actually having accurate footballs thrown to him? Some of the passer rating numbers on balls thrown to Nico Collins this past season yeah. are, are, they're, they're mind blowing. Like it's, like it's, it's, it's insane. It was, um, I mean, and well, remember Brandon Cooks? Like Brandon Cooks had more drops that two years ago than he'd ever had for the first part of the season. As much as I'd love to blame Brandon Cooks for anything at all, I mean, they were uncatchable football. Yeah, it was bad. Like you know, I mean, Davis was just spraying them uh, like buckshot all over the place. It was bad. All right. Um. So we're gonna hear from this year's crop of quarterbacks at the combine over the next couple of days. Article about Caleb Williams and the Athletic, and again, just one more thing that makes me so happy, we have C.J. Stroud. We will uh, discuss coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.